Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. And welcome back to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by Four Champ. With me, as always, is Nick the Stick, and I am your co-host, Stay and Play Clay. Nick, how you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, still a little cold up here in the Northwoods, but uh, you know, surviving. Still got that uh, five inches of snow on the ground. Negative. Most Negative. of it melted. Melted. Ooh, course is gonna open up. Um, nothing so far, but that's no. key. I keep I keep checking every day. There, yeah. I have a feeling they're probably going to stay closed because then we got another few inches on Sunday. So uh, okay, Indian Head was waiting until yesterday, and yeah, nah, nothing projected at this point. So it's probably a wrap for the season. Sure, yeah, we got a little uh, we got a little dusting Monday morning down here, but uh, it was it was uh, it was gone in a couple hours. So. We're still we're still in play here. Yeah, I saw you hitting balls on the gram. Yeah, doing your walk off. Well, that that actually that video is actually from last year, um, but it, it was around this time in October here. Um, so I mean, it's it's fairly relevant. But yeah, I'm I'm getting out. I'm playing. I teed off this past weekend, thirty six degrees. Playing. I mean, it was. It was fine. It actually isn't that bad, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you just layer up. Um, and I, I was walking. I'm not taking a cart. So, like, you just keep warm just from walking. Yep. And then, you know, and I had some, like, mittens that I brought, you know, for in between shots if I needed it. And that helps. But I was going to say, did you wear, like, gloves while you hit shots? I mean, I just had my normal, you know, my normal glove on my left hand and then a bare right hand and I was fine. Like I said, I had I had the mittens between shots. I had some hand warmers in those mittens, so um but honestly like it really wasn't that bad. Um I was I was expecting maybe it to be a little bit, you know, worse or feel a little bit worse, but it really didn't. It was it's quite bearable. Wow. My game on the other hand was less than bearable. <laughs> Not so bearable. I spent I spent this entire week basically like on my my putting mat inside here putting. I had rubber bands on my putter like to to narrow down like the sweet spot and everything, you know, doing drills. And you know what happens? I have five three putts and a four putt. <laughs> like what am I even doing out there? Are you sure you're not a lefty? I might be. I mean, I play I play lefty in hockey, so I might as well try putting lefty at this point. It's yeah. uh, it's embarrassing out there. It really is. To be fair, though, like when I played on Sunday, some of the pins were pretty nasty. Yeah. So, like you 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 make it to the hole and you don't you know put it in that thing's rolling off the green like there were some nasty pin locations but i'm not going to use that as an excuse like my putting wasn't it wasn't good enough yeah 
you know, just part of the reason, you know, not a full excuse. No, no. Just played a part. Yeah, just a little small, small mental part. Yeah, it's definitely, I definitely feel like it's all mental right now. Yeah, that's the hard thing is sometimes it goes from bad to worse because then, you know, whatever, confidence breeds confidence and, you know, it works the other way as well. You know, once you're, once you're having doubt yourself and all those bad thoughts and once you get some scar tissue, it's hard to go away. Yeah, it can just take, you know, a little thing like, you know, like some, some pin locations to kind of chip away at that confidence. And when you're, when you're, you know, redlining that confidence meter, it's, uh, it's no bueno. <laughs> See, no bueno. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. But, yeah. Yeah, part of, so part of me, like, wishes there was snow on the ground. I didn't have to witness my current putting form, but here I am, still playing. But I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy. I, I'm enjoying still being able to get out there. I still need to, you know, I've talked about this before. I still need to, uh, I still need to finish off my, my, uh, my challenge for the year of, of parring every hole on the course. Yeah. I've got two. There's two holes left. Ooh. There's two holes left. God. That, just, so just giving me a lot of fits. What are they? Par three and one's a par three, which I hit the green on like pretty often. But it's got like a severe like back to front slope, and I always tend to hit the green like on the opposite side of where the pin is. So like right. my leg putt is deal. It's like either going to be if I'm pin high, it's like a big sidewinder putt, you know. Yeah. Um, I never like am able to leave myself like actually solid, you know, makeable second putt. It seems. In a good position. Yeah. So, so that's the struggle with that one. And then there's a par four that is. It's a pretty. It's a pretty long par four. Well, I mean, it's not like super long, but it is for me who really, like, I'm only confident with my three wood. Like, I can't really get a whole lot of, you know distance with it i mean i'm getting like i can hit my three wood like 240 but yeah but but i'm also like if i'm not hitting it you know perfect or i'm like duck hooking it or whatever you know it's still leaving me a lot of times i'm coming into that green with like a four iron and it's got a it's got a bunker kind of protecting it in front too so it's yeah it's a tough one i've had some like i've had looks at par i just I haven't been able to make them yet, so. But I, I got a couple months I feel left still. I, I think, I think we got weather left to to fix it to, to complete this challenge. Which numbers are they? What uh, the part? What uh, the the par four is the third hole, and then the um, the par three is the eighth hole. So they're both on the front nine, and yeah. and my. My front nine is always seemingly like, you know, my worst of the two nines that I play. Yeah. Because I don't really, I tend to like not really warm up when I go and play. Like I, yeah. like I don't hit the range before I go. Like I'm going early in the morning and I just get there, kind of putt a little bit, chip a little bit. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, do some arm circles, right? Yeah. You know, forwards, backwards, and everything, and yeah. you know, do a couple dry swings with the club, and and off we go, you know. Yeah. Um. So. 
But I mean, I've parred every other hole on that par nine or that front nine, so like, I don't really have an excuse for it. I need to, I need to get it done. Yeah, I can do it. I just gotta, I just gotta, I gotta do it. Yeah, I believe in you. Maybe play the back nine first. Maybe, or just play. Maybe I just play thirty six holes. At least twenty seven. At least twenty seven. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, the the great thing about right now during the fall is like I go in the morning, like a set, you know Saturday Sunday morning. There's nobody out there. Nobody's nobody's brave in the thirty six degree weather and the forty degree weather. Like there's maybe there's maybe like three other people on the course. Yeah, and they're all twice your age. Yeah, it's you're a trooper. Yeah, playing a little fall ball. They're uh, fall ball. Yeah, it, uh, that's pretty chilly, but then, but then obviously it warms up. I mean, so yeah, it's a good time to be out there. I agree. I agree. But enough about my game. Let's talk about some actual good players here. We had the uh, we had the Zozo Championship just wrapped up this weekend. See, got moved from Japan back to the states because of the whole pandemic and uh nick picked some quality players came through for him yeah super bummed about i I was a week early on cantley he was my dark horse last week but uh he got it done this week yeah i mean i like his game i mean he's battled back he's had some injuries a few years ago but uh no i like uh i like his overall game i like watching him hit shots um so yeah, he's uh, I mean, a little dry on the personality side. I don't know if he's hard. Sometimes I wonder if he'll ever be like a superstar, just because he's just not very outspoken, or he's just I don't know. There's just not as much there as some of the other flashy players will say. Um, yeah, but the, the boy can the boy can play golf. He can hit that ball. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I think I got you. JT, my best man, took down Tiger by a measly 21 shots. <laughs> JT had a good week at uh, 22 under old man par. And uh, Boyga just edged out uh, Casey by three shots, shot minus 15. He was in the top 10. Um, no, Berger was, was T17. Yeah. Sorry. Top 20. My bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kistner was – and Kistner also was uh, T14, so a couple top 20s. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. We, tied, we tied on the, the trunk slammer, it, <laughs> which is – they weren't slamming. I mean, they, they no. were playing this weekend. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, this was a limited field, so there wasn't really a cut. Um, so they weren't going to be slamming their trunks on Friday. Yeah. Um, so I think that played into it. That's I think that's why they played well. You know, they said might as well. You can't go home, so might as well play well. They did. Both uh, both our guys, both our trunk slammers, finished at twelve under par for the for the tournament. Pretty respectable score there. Not really slamming. So yeah. Ty 
your last place pick almost finished better than all three of your uh, <laughs> uh, top picks. Yeah, my uh, my trunk slammer finished the same as uh, my dark horse, <laughs> Paul, Paul Casey. Just pointing that out there. Phil Mickelson should have been my trunk slammer. Man, I had him. I had him in the wrong spot. Oh, yeah, well. he's doing a lot better at those forward tees. <laughs> I can't blame him. Sometimes I wish I could play the forward tees. I should just play. I should really just play the forward tees sometimes, just just to maybe get my confidence up. We used oh, to do that in college. Just yeah. a couple times, a couple times a year, we would play right. like you know a couple of the forward sets of tees because then yeah you're making birdies you know you got to feel what it's like to you know be six under and around and stuff and you know have and have these good rounds going because sometimes you get in your own way you know when things are going well you try to find a way to you know get back to your comfort zone yeah i just fear that uh i i wouldn't play any better from the forward tees (laughs) 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 and then that would just like make me even more depressed (laughs) (laughs) oh there's always that i mean we can't it could happen it's not likely i mean statistically you're better to do better with hitting a lot of wedges in well right but when i'm when i'm three putting and four putting out there it doesn't really matter which tee i'm playing off of i mean (laughs) maybe maybe you need to play in a big cup tournament Maybe maybe I need to go to like a mini golf course, mini mini putt. Yeah, you need to uh, do the Happy Gilmore and have. Uh, I need yeah I need Chubbs. Need Chubbs to take you out for a putting lesson. Yeah. At, at the at the windmill course. The windmill and the clown. <laughs> I swear to God that clown. <laughs> I think that's really what I need to break yeah. through. I'm basically, yeah, I'm basically following the same path as Happy Gilmore here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for the fact that I can't, you know, get a hole on one on a par four. I don't have, uh, I don't have the, the length that uh, Bryson DeChambeau has. Well, have you tried the running start? Uh, last time I tried that, I, um, I, it didn't go very well. Let's just put it that way. Did you end up on your feet or no? No, I, I stayed, I stayed on my feet. I uh, I didn't fall over, but the ball uh, the ball did not go where it needed to go. Yeah. Well, you're just gonna have to get back in the gym. Mm, yeah. Protein shakes in you. Protein. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I maybe that's what I need out on the course. Some protein shakes. It's worth a try. I mean, I'll try anything twice. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad idea. You see, Bryson finally got a ball to go 400 yards. Oh, he says so in practice, right? Yeah, allegedly. We, yeah. we weren't there. Hard to verify. Yeah. I mean, do you believe him that he had 400 yards? I believe it could happen. I mean, I, it must have been like downhill, downwind or something. It, like landed, it, it landed on a sprinkler head. <laughs> on the car path. Just kept going. <laughs> You know, my I guess my question is, uh, is it is it from like his launch monitor that he's using, or is it like actual like he hit the actual ball out in the range and you know 
they measured it that way. Because, you know, these guys have launch monitors when they're practicing out in the range, and it tells them, you know, their numbers and, you know, swing speed and ball speed and and path and smash factor and everything like that and, and carry distance or whatever. But, you know, it, I think it's a little bit different if, you know, the – you know the monitor is telling them that it went 400 yards you know but did it like realistically actually go 400 yards yeah i mean definitely digital devices can have glitches well or just you know a little bit of inaccuracy you know it's not like he it's not like he drove it like 420 yards or something it's not like it's not like it's beyond you know some error or whatever yeah. Right. No, you didn't walk it off. I mean, he said he said he. I think he said it was like four hundred one yards or something. You know, there can be a, you know, with a launch monitor, you know, especially one that is mobile that you can take to the range. It's like that can be off by a couple of yards at least. So this you is know. true. The picture here shows it at four hundred three point one. Four hundred three point one. Yeah, like that's to me that's. Like that is, there's some, you know, there's some error that could play in to make it not be 400. Correct. With that said, I mean, that's still a pretty long drive. (laughs) That is hitting bombs. Bombs. He hit a bomb. I want to see it. I want to see him do that at Augusta. Well... Stay tuned. Hole. What would be what would be the hole that would be the most beneficial to hit that long of a drive? I mean the par fives. I mean thirteen, fifteen. I'm two. thinking. Well, thirteen. Thirteen is tough because it bends. You know. Yeah. If he can hit, obviously, if he can hit over the tree like Bubba Watson kind of did, um, then that sets him up. But like fifteen. That par five, where, where it's like straight away there and it kind of goes up and down. Like if yeah. you can get it on the other side of that hill and have it rolling down, that would be that's like a, that's a wedge in for him then. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be impressive. Yeah, but there's I mean, but there's a lot of holes at Augusta that are you know that have intricacies where you know if you're not accurate, if you're just hitting a bomb, like you can put yourself in some real problem areas. I mean, but he's he's shown some level of accuracy. So yeah, he has. I, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying he hasn't. But you can't just like like you can't just go out there and say I'm just going to hit it as far as I can wherever it goes. It goes, and you know that's fine. Like I'm pretty, I guess, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> That's exactly where what he what his mindset is. Let, let me just ease your mind and just tell you he's not gonna lay back to try to find more accuracy. Oh no, no. But I'm sure I'm sure he has some sort of uh, some sort of plan with it. Well, well maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe well. not. Maybe not. <laughs> he- he does always have a plan. I mean, he has. He, I just think the number one part of the plan is 
ball go far. Ball, ball go far. Bombs. Bombs. I mean, he's he probably, I mean, really, he only needs like three clubs in his bag. Driver, maybe two wedges, putter. That's all he needs. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure his cat, caddy would like that. <laughs> just what he comes out with like a Sunday bag. <laughs> just, yeah. His caddy's just like carrying around a Sunday bag. He's got, it's just like no sponsor room. That would be something on tour. The moon bag, the Sunday bag? Yeah. You yeah. know, in in the shadow of all these huge grandose bags that, you know, plaster sponsors' names and everything and just... Yeah, the, the walking billboard. Yeah. Yeah. That would be something. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but... Um, <laughs> no. There's too much money involved. No. Cobra wouldn't like that too much. No, and you don't want to upset a cobra. Cobra and the puma. Those are some. Uh, those are some. They can, those are some animals that can get kind of angry. You don't if you don't treat them right. You don't want to be on the bad side of a a puma cobra. No, that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> Oh, yeah, only a couple weeks. A couple weeks. And uh, some news came out regarding it today, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, the college college game day, ESPN college game day, their little, uh, their little set that they usually put up on college campuses for the whole pregame show for, you know, the Saturday slate of college football games. Uh, they're going to be hosting that at Augusta National this year on that Saturday, you know, during the the third round of the Masters. Yeah. Uh, and with you know, with the Masters being played in November for the first time, you know, ever, like this is this is the first time that's ever happened. You know, there's never been a chance of this happening before. So that's uh, that's kind of neat. And, uh, you know, that, that also says like, you know, this, this tournament coming up, you know, the masters is like, this is going to be a once in a lifetime thing where whoever wins it is going to be able to, you know, have that claim to fame, essentially, you know, that trivia question answer, you know, who, who won the only masters tournament in, in November, right? Yeah, like it's just, it's such a unique kind of year. It's true. Yeah, it'll be. So and like, I don't know. Like other sports, you can put an asterisk on the year as far as like, oh well, baseball. You know, a Dodgers are going to win tonight, but you know, it was only a sixty-game year. And like all these other sports, like, well, yeah, they, they won, but it was like, you know. There was a huge interruption, and the reason the Bucks didn't go to the <laughs> because you know they they had their mojo killed by the, the the huge break. But it's like golf, like you still won the Masters, and I don't think there's as big of an asterisk. I mean, you actually had more time to prepare. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's an asterisk with with any of the tournaments in golf. Um, 
I mean, you look at like it doesn't golf is is one of those things where you know players kind of set their own schedules, right? There's you know there's a PGA Tour you know full year schedule of what is it like forty eight tournaments or something like that. Yeah, there's a crap ton of tournaments almost every weekend, and um, but you know nobody no no golfer plays all of those tournaments. You know, everyone kind of sets their their own schedule. You got guys like Tiger Woods who are in the latter part of their careers who are only playing, you know, a couple tournaments a year, basically. Um, you know, the tournament's just to kind of warm up for the majors. Um, which, by the way, Tiger Woods is not going to be playing in the Houston Open. You know, that got announced. So we just saw him in the Zozo. That was his last tournament before the Masters. So... Everything he's doing from here on out is just at home, in the weight room, drinking protein shakes. Yep. Trying to hit bombs out there. But but like every yeah everyone has their own schedule so you know whether whether someone's playing you know twenty five tournaments a year or just you know maybe ten. Like there's no there's no asterisk that can't be like it's just you just gotta be the best player that week. You know, the only type of asterisk that could possibly be in golf is if the you know, if the tournament is just one of those tournaments where there's such a limited field, you know, of I don't know, like, you know, fifty players or something and they're not really maybe it's like the top top end players. But even still, like it's still a PGA Tour event, and you still got to win it. Like, I don't... Yeah, the Kmart Puerto Rico <laughs> is still a PGA event. I mean, it still counts as a PGA event, but, yeah. I mean, if you don't have, like, X amount of you know, 20, 20 players out in the, in the top 50 in the world at an event, it's kind of like, well, good job. I mean, glad everyone else was taking a break. But I mean, you still got to go out there and and play yeah. well and win. I mean, everyone else is they're they're all pros too. More PGA events than you and I have, <laughs> for sure. Combined. I mean, you got a guy like you know Kokrak who, um, you know, has been on tour for ten years and finally got his first win. Like who, you know, if he gets if if he gets that win at some, you know, some lower end tournament like. Who am I to judge? <laughs> it's still a PGA Tour event. Correct. I get it. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, we have one of those this weekend. Yeah, the or what? Who's in Bermuda? The boy Muda. Is yeah. that is that the uh, secondary tournament? Yeah. Let me just pull up this lead, this uh, this schedule here. Yeah. Is there or is it is there only one this weekend? Yeah, the Bermuda Championship. That's the only one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the only one. So it's not like it's not like there's a WGC and then the Bermuda is like a secondary one for those who don't qualify for the WGC. This is this is a normal event. Just like the Houston Open is the week following it. It's just yep. 
it's just not like a huge tournament. You know, it has the purse is just less money. That that's really what it is. You know, for the like the Zozo, the purse was eight million dollars. The Bermuda Championships, the purse is only four million. Yeah, so it's like about half. Yeah, but like you still like if you win, you still you're still a PGA Tour winner. You still won the event. You just you just get a little less money. Like that's the asterisk. The asterisk is you just don't get an all you know all the money that maybe you'd normally get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, winner last year what five hundred forty grand. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get Justin Thomas out of bed for five hundred forty grand. <laughs> not JT. Even even if it's in Bermuda. JT's yeah, Bermuda. Although oh man, yeah. I mean with the but with everything going on, you know, how many people want to really take that risk going to Bermuda? I mean, I, I mean, if if I'm a guy like JT, I mean, no reason to, right? I mean, I feel like they could get on their private jet and go anywhere. Like, what does it matter if it's in Houston or Bermuda? I mean, I mean, Harold, Harold Varner the third, he's getting on a plane. It's, it's a. I mean, it's a different country. This is true. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, you know, like for me, if 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 I'm a guy like JT and who doesn't need you know the FedEx points or doesn't need the the money, you know, doesn't need to play in it, you know, to try and keep his PGA Tour status, like, there's really no need to go play in a tournament right now. Um, in in another country, you know, even yeah. though it's not that far away, you know, it's just kind of off the coast of Florida, but yeah, but still, like I would, I would spend, I would instead spend the week, you know, resting up and you know, then go and play the Houston Open and then play the Masters, like you know, kind of get the body maybe in shape a little bit this week. I wonder how many guys are going to go to Augusta and try to get a practice round in. I'm sure plenty, plenty will. Pretty much, probably everyone, everyone who's not playing in the Bermuda Championship and are going to be playing in the Masters, they'll probably, they'll probably at some point this week go to Augusta to to get a practice round in, if they can. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I, I wonder if there's any restrictions or. Not really. I don't think so. I think I'm. From what from what I know, from what I've heard, like Augusta's pretty welcoming into guys playing practice rounds. Like pretty much at any any time like the course is really open. Like I don't I don't think they're like when it comes to, you know PGA tour players, you know, or professional players, you know, they can they they're able to call up, you know, Augusta National and be like, hey, you know, I'd like to come and get a practice round in. You know, it's it's kind of similar. Like, it's obviously a different level, but it's similar to, you know, where we played, 
you know, the Zelich, that's a private course, but if, if we wanted to call them up and say, hey, can we get a practice round in, even though we're not members there, you know, they're welcoming to that. It's the same idea. It's just, you know, on another level. Yeah. You know, as long as, it, like, they're obviously during the summer when Augusta National is closed for the for the year because Augusta National is a winter course. Um, like, if someone calls up during July and says, hey, I want to come and play a practice round, they're going to be like, no, we're, we're closed. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's not like they're going to allow it, like, all the time. But the weeks leading up to the Masters, for sure they're going to allow guys to come and, you know, do a practice round. Absolutely. And they'll, they'll let them do it even twice. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to be with, uh, like, with Tiger, you know, how early how early he's going to get in. Because he, he, he likes to get in pretty early to Augusta, you know, like, I want to say, like, the almost almost like the the week before to kind of start practicing there start playing there yeah yeah no I'll bet you they could definitely get out when they want to that would, that would just be interesting that would be just flipping crazy like hey what are you doing tomorrow you want to come out and play a practice round with me like yeah I'm bored I didn't want to go to Bermuda so <laughs> we're gonna you know we're just gonna head off to Georgia <laughs> to Georgia yeah look for some peaches millions of peaches well do we want to do picks for Bermuda I, I say we shall okay let's, let's do those picks let's make it happen let's, let's wrap right. this up with our picks I want to give you a good chance a good chance yeah Bring it back this week. <laughs> Get a W. Ah, ah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, uh, like we've talked about, there's not really a whole lot of big names <laughs> <laughs> this week at the Bermuda. They're all like, like we said, they're they're all heading off to uh, to go play. Uh, Go play Augusta, get a practice round in. Um, let me gotta look up the world golf rankings here. What do we? I don't wanna. I don't wanna make a a bad pick, you know, an illegal pick. Camilo Bijegas, man, I haven't heard his name in years. <laughs> He's in Bermuda. He got the he got the call. You got hey, to go. Got a spot open. <laughs> hey, my Kevin Stadler. <laughs> I mean, oh. I, I've got a, I've got a name here, but I think I want to use him as a dark horse. I'm with him as my dark horse. I've got another guy as a dark horse. I'm trying to figure out who I want as my my favorite, my big dog. Is there even a big dog here? That's the question. Do we even do we even use those rules? Is it doesn't even matter this week because the oh. field is uh, there's like, there's not really big names this week. No, just pick. Just pick. Okay. All right, then 
with um, you know what? Okay, for the for the big dog pick, I'm gonna go with uh, the Masters champ, Danny Willett. Okay, I like it. I'm coming back with a little Pat Perez. Pat Perez, ooh. Did I see his name? I thought I did. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm know. pretty sure he's in there. I thought I saw him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's there. He's there. All right. He's there. All right. I'm going to go with um, my dark horse. I'm going to go uh, my my spirit animal with the three wood and go Henrik Stenson. Nice. All right. I'm going to bring it back. My, tar- my tiebreaker. Oh, you got it. You got to do dark horse. Oh, uh, I'm going Kevin Stadler. Okay. And then, and then your uh, your dark or your tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, um, God, because I, I like him too. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm going uh, little Charlie, Charlie Hoffman. Oh, Charlie Hoffman. I was, I was kind of sad when he when he cut off his locks a couple of years back. He had some he had some flow going on. He was yeah, looking he like a greasy, greasy guy out there. Yeah. He could have held his own at the Minnesota State Hockey game. <laughs> oh man, it was it was great seeing him out there with, uh, especially at Augusta when he had it. It's like yeah. he looks so ridiculous at Augusta National. Oh man! All right, my uh, my tiebreaker is going to be. Um, I got I gotta go with this guy. I haven't gone with him in a while. Uh, my doppelganger. Troy Merritt. Oh, yes. Dig it. Oh, you know, may or may not. We don't use a lot of these tiebreakers, but you just never know. You never know. Never know. Um. All right. Uh, you got your trunk slammer. Your uh needs more time at the rain. <laughs> Can I pick myself? Uh, yes. No, I uh, I don't have them yet. But I can uh, I can figure one out though. I'm going Oli Schneiderjans. Oh, Oli Schneiderjans. All right, then um, I am going to go. Man, I don't, I don't even know how to say his name. That's always a good sign, too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably butchering this. Uh, Aryan Atwal. Arjun. Arjun. I think it is Arjun. Could be. Wouldn't bet on it though. He's actually pretty good. I mean, not this week though. 
Every everybody can have a bad week. It's true. We we know we know this from firsthand experience. All right, there it is. Let's see how they do in Bermuda. Hopefully, they make it over the triangle and everybody stays healthy. I don't know. It's kind of all I got. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think that's good. I think we're we're ready to wrap this thing up. Any any final words for our listeners from someone who can't get out and play right now? If you can go play, do it. Play do play it. on my behalf. Do it. If I could, I would. And I Although, can, so actually, I will. <laughs> it is supposed to be fifty degrees here on Saturday, so we'll we'll find Ooh. out if any place opens I'm well you're the you're the club champion you can pull some strings right back to back club champion what are they gonna do kick me off no they're not gonna kick it <laughs> do you know who I am <laughs> uh yeah sir the police are on their way um we're gonna have that oh yeah Ooh. nah i you later <laughs> I swear, officer. I thought this is where I parked my car. <laughs> Nick, um, we're gonna need you to get on the the, the thirty nine and never get off. <laughs> Take the on ramp to the thirty nine. Never get off. <laughs> Just get out of here. Yeah, get on Highway Fifty One and take it to Cronenwetter and just get off on the off ramp and just stay there. <laughs> stay there. Never come back. What are you doing there, Stuart? <laughs> All right. Let's, <laughs> let's end it there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Get out and golf while you still can, if you can. And uh, hit them straight for both of us. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too.